3: Hey, Alarmie, before we dive into this episode, we want to make sure that you've heard the big news. The Alarmist has joined Patreon. We'll still be putting out two episodes a week wherever you get your podcasts, so don't panic. Patreon subscribers will get access to our content ad-free, as well as be able to listen to our discussion and final verdict in our Aftermath episodes. We'll also be putting out additional bonus content and other fun stuff. So come join us at patreon.com slash The Alarmist. We'll also include a link to the Patreon in our show description. So join us on Patreon. We're excited to have you come on board. And now on to our episode. They say history repeats itself. Not on my watch. My name is Rebecca Delgado-Smith, and I am The Alarmist. Hey, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to The Alarmist, a comedy podcast where we talk about history's greatest tragedies and figure out who's to blame. Today, we're discussing the Supreme Court case Loving v. Virginia. Here's what you need to know. On July eleventh, 1958, newlyweds Richard and Mildred Loving were woken up at 4 a.m. in their home in Central Point, Virginia, by police. The couple had been sleeping soundly in their bed. It was about 2 a.m. and I saw this light, you know, and I woke up and there was the policeman standing beside the bed (laughs) and he told us to get up, but we was under arrest. Richard, a white man, and Mildred, a black woman were arrested by the local sheriff because they were a married interracial couple living together in the state of Virginia. Their marriage, according to Virginia state law, was illegal under 1924's Racial Integrity Act. The Racial Integrity Act was designed to stop the quote intermixture of white and black people and banned interracial marriage by ensuring its marriage applicants identified their race as quote white colored, or mixed. A white person was designated as one, quote, with no trace of the blood of another race beyond a minimal amount of Native American ancestry. Those who violated the law were at risk to receive one to five years in state prison and considered felons. Richard and Mildred were lifelong friends who fell in love and married on June 2, 1958. They had tied the knot in Washington, D.C., where it was legal, and then returned to Caroline County, Virginia, to start their life and family. However, after receiving an anonymous tip, Caroline County police arrested the couple at their home just five weeks after their marriage. They were charged and indicted for violating Virginia's anti-miscegenation law. On January 6, 1959, the couple pleaded guilty and were sentenced to one year in prison. Judge Leon M. Bazil suspended their sentence on the condition that the Lovings leave Virginia and not return together for 25 years. After their conviction and release, the couple paid the $36 court fees and relocated to Washington, D.C. There, they went on to have three children, but missed their hometown, friends, and family. They no longer wanted to live in exile. Frustrated by their situation, Mildred reached out to the U.S. Attorney General, Robert F. Kennedy, who instructed her to take the matter to the ACLU, the American Civil Liberties Union. We
0: have three children and cannot afford an attorney. We wrote to the Attorney General. He suggested that we get in touch with you for advice. Please help us if you can. Hope to hear from you real soon. Yours truly, Mr. and Mrs. Richard Loving.
3: The ACLU agreed to take the Loving's case, and in November of 1963, their legal battle began. Two young ACLU lawyers, Bernard Cohen and Philip Hirschkop, filed a motion on the couple's behalf asking Judge Bazile to terminate their conviction and sentences. When he refused, Cohen and Hirschkop filed a federal class-action lawsuit on October 28, 1964, in the U.S. District Court for the Eastern District of Virginia. The case went on to the Virginia Supreme Court of Appeals in 1966, which upheld the original ruling but voided the 25-year exile condition on the sentencing as they found it unreasonable. Following another appeal, the case arrived in the hands of the U.S. Supreme Court in 1967. By the 1950s, 16 states in the U.S., all in the South, still had laws banning marriage by race classifications. Loving v. Virginia Supreme Court oral arguments began on April 10th, 1967. Virginia's assistant attorney defended the constitutionality of his state's anti-miscegenation law and compared it to similar regulations against incest and polygamy. The Loving's lawyers argued that the law was illegal under the 14th Amendment, which guarantees all citizens due process. And equal protection of the law.
2: We advance the argument that these statutes are slavery statutes. They're meant to keep the Negro people in the badges and bonds of slavery.
3: In their final statements, Cohen and Hirschkop were aided by scholars and organizations, including the NAACP, to reinforce their stance. Cohen told the justices quote, No matter how we articulate this, no matter which theory of the due process clause or which emphasis we attach to, No one can articulate it better than Richard Loving when he said to me, Mr. Cohen, tell the court I love my wife and it is just unfair that I can't live with her in Virginia. On June 12, 1967, in a unanimous vote, the justices ruled that anti-miscegenation states were unconstitutional under the 14th Amendment. Their ruling specified that the Act to Preserve Racial Integrity denied Virginians their fundamental freedom to marry and showed that drawing lines of race regarding marriage was unconstitutional. Fun Facts, a.k.a. Death Stats. By the 1950s, 16 states in the U.S., all in the South, still had laws banning marriage by race classifications. Interracial marriages became legal in the nation's capital on November 4th, 1874. That's 93 years before the Supreme Court ruling of Loving v. Virginia. Interracial marriages have been legal in all 50 states for 56 years. Overwhelmed with the magnitude of the case, Richard and Mildred never attended the Supreme Court hearings. Mildred was 27, and Richard was 33 when they won the Supreme Court case. Richard died at 41, In 1975, in a car accident involving a drunk driver. Mildred survived, but lost an eye in the incident. Mildred never remarried. Loving Day is still celebrated by many multiracial couples on June 12th of each year. With us today, we have producer Clayton Early. Hello. Fact-checking for us is associate producer Crystal Dinsberg. Hello. And our very special guest is actor Denora Walcott. Hi, Denora. Hi. Now, Denora, you also have a skincare line called Nora Made Goods. Why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about this? Yes,
2: yes. So I like to travel with as few things as possible, mm-hmm. and I like to use as few extra chemicals that I don't need on my skin and on my body as possible. Um, and I was having a really hard time finding the things that I needed to start with deodorant. Mm. Mm. I could not find a natural deodorant mm. that didn't make me smell like food, which was kind of weird. A- like, I know I what you what mean. I, I know what you
3: mean. I've I've sometimes think mm. I smell like pancakes. Is uh, that weird? Uh,
2: pancakes. Oh, no, listen, that's better.
3: I was I had some spice going.
2: I don't oh, know Okay. it was a curry. I'm
3: not sure. <laughs> was not delightful. I think you were just using
1: curry powder. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Of That's yogurt. the That's problem.
3: <laughs> okay, so you found a solution.
2: <laughs> yes. So the solution was to make my own. I was mm. my own guinea pig. And then I made my family my guinea pigs as well. Mm. And uh, my first main product was a natural deodorant. It's three ingredients. And it works all day. Wow. And it's fantastic. I love it. Now, most of my friends use it. My whole family uses it
1: is it unisex Um, like is this it is okay beautiful okay
2: it's unscented we're great unscented lasts all day um and it's like i really love it not just because i make it but also because i don't smell like food anymore which is really
3: helpful yeah bless (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's Um, a good goal good goal.
1: I want to backtrack there and just say also like anyone can use whatever deodorant they want, whether Thank it's you, made Clayton. for, you know. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Thank you. Good, good backtrack.
1: Yeah. I, I, I powder. Swear, it doesn't have to be unisex. Like powder
3: fresh is for anyone. It's yeah. not whatever just for scent, women.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. If you want to wear a floral scent and you're a big burly yes. guy, go for it. I yes. don't, don't that's care. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yes. You
2: know what? And it's interesting because all different scents smell differently on different mm-hmm. people.
1: Yeah, that's
3: true. So, yeah. So, so discriminate. Yeah. <laughs> um, Denora, I, I, we like to start off the show by asking our guests, what is something that's recently alarming you? What's something that's keeping you up at night?
2: Mm, having children in our current <laughs> state of the world. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. I, that alarms me. And not, you know, I'm very hopeful at the same time. Mm-hmm. But like, on the other hand, I'm like, Mm, water you can't drink water most places now (laughs) like there are warnings about water like the air is not good it's like oh you live in LA asthma Mm -hmm. um so yeah it's it's a wild time that alarms me that alarms me trying to uh make sure that I do what I can to make sure that they're okay um and it feels like a lot of those things are are just incredibly out of my hands so, yeah, that's alarming. That's,
3: I know what you mean stressful. i I recently had a conversation uh with my husband who we were cooking dinner, and he's like, "How do you feel about plastics?" And I was like, <laughs> they're bad, and also <laughs> i've it's it might be too late for me, but I was like, yeah. if I had kids, I would really, really care because right. it might yes. not be too late for them." But, yes, but isn't it though? Because like, yeah, now
2: we have plastic in the soil. That's what I'm saying. All the fish eat the, the fish plastic. Pl- it's yeah. too. It green might. Right. Plastic, I, I don't.
3: Green. I. I hate being this person. I hate being like this. The, well, what's the point? Kind of attitude. I hate. I. I, I don't like that. I shouldn't say hate. Well, whatever. <laughs> I hate being <laughs> that person. It seems to yeah. feed us. <laughs> yeah. If, exactly. No, but,
2: yeah, it's you know I feel like we have the chance to make things better for sure. Mm -hmm. But also I think it's kind of being realistic. Like every test that comes out is like, Oh yeah, everybody's got plastic in their system already. Mm -hmm. So now what do we do? Like, I don't know. Are there mushrooms we can eat that help to like destroy the plastic? I don't know. I like mushrooms and I like documentaries about mushrooms. Okay. Um, I don't know. Could that be the solution? Maybe that's our
1: next product
2: true i've really been thinking about that so
3: (laughs) okay you're giving us a lot to think about Mm -hmm. um (laughs) trying to think how we can transition into uh this this case
1: Mm -hmm. (sighs) Mm
3: -hmm. um you know i i watched this documentary on it's on hbo max and they have a lot of footage of the couple of richard and mildred um, which I found to be so fascinating because in so many of these cases, I feel like with legal jargon, things are, don't like pop out of the page for me.
1: Sure. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. Really, I hear that. <laughs> and so it's, it's real. I, I feel like it's so important to understand that these are people behind these cases, right? These right. are real right. lives. Right. Um and, just seeing the two of them together during during this time and and fighting this case was um, I was I was just felt very proud of of them you know because they were two very <sighs> simple is not the right term but just like down to earth right nor- like regular, regular normal assuming, yeah. yeah yeah they were just normal people who like were part of this. Uh, you know, transformative case.
1: And they didn't even right. really necessarily want to be like, a, it wasn't like their goal, right? They just wanted to like be back in their hometown and yeah. be able to be married. It wasn't like we're going to change America with our case. It's my understanding. Right.
2: Yes. Right. They were in love <laughs> and they wanted to be together. Crazy, crazy idea.
3: Yeah. Right. A <laughs> lot of
1: complex legal language about a very simple concept. Right. So right. true.
3: <laughs> now, Obviously, racism is going to go up on the board. I mean, um, just we'll just put it mean. up first, but I, I <laughs> just was going to just, just put just it, and we're going to talk about it. We're going to yeah. talk about it, but uh, let's also put up the, a power of the states. Okay, up on the mm-hmm. board first. And this is from the Washington Post. According to the Library of Congress, the Virginia General Assembly approved its first miscegenation law in April 3rd, on April 3rd, 1691, as part of legislation for, quote, suppressing outlying slaves. The act gave power to sheriffs, deputies and any other lawful authority. And that's in quotes. To mm-hmm. slay enslaved people who resisted, ran away, or refused to surrender upon order. The act, according to Encyclopedia uh, Virginia, also sought to prevent, quote, abominable mixture and spurious issue by prohibiting mixed-race marriages. Um, yeah. A lot of difficult language. Um, and honestly, I might not read... A lot of it because it's um, very upsetting, but but it goes on. On October 3rd, 1878, the Virginia Supreme Court of Appeals upheld the state's prohibiting interracial marriage and affirmed that Virginia law had priority over that of other jurisdictions. Virginia Supreme Court of Appeals Judge Joseph Christian wrote that marriage, quote, is the most elementary and useful of all social relations and must be regulated and controlled by the state.
2: <laughs> I'm sorry it makes me laugh. It's it's right. It's so ridiculous. It is.
1: Elementary and useful for who? You know, it's like right. it's so coded, it's so like So coded.
3: <laughs> regulated by the state i'm just thinking about florida and and you know right Mm -hmm. now all of these uh social media uh posts are are coming out about the books that are being banned in the schools and a lot of it are like black history books and Mm -hmm. or 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 books written by black authors and anything that is controlled by the state you have to ask yourself who is controlling it (laughs) Mm-hmm. and well, why
1: and why and the Washington I think it was the Washington Post just came out with a very interesting article they basically pulled the receipts and they're like who are the people because you have to like to, in order to get a book banned you have to actually write the reason why you want it banned and they found out that like most of these books that are being banned are from like 11, 11 people it's wow. like and, and they researched some of who these people are and they have like direct ties to white supremacy organizations I mean it's like we are in this yeah. situation where you have like the few who are suddenly making these massive calls for the many. It's like the direct, right. It's so backwards. Mm-hmm. And there's an agenda. Was,
2: oh, of course, of course. It's all it's all about power. It's all yeah. about power. I, I, but I think it was very much the same. And I'm forgetting the name of the group. But there was a group of white Southern, um, quote unquote, Christian women who determined what was going into books across the nation uh school books across the mm-hmm, nation mm-hmm. and so they were the first group that started to dissect history in the way of pulling out you know what actually happened in slavery and it was just like we're gonna get rid of all the stuff and just say like slavery happened
1: wow. some people
2: were not happy about it and let's move on and then abraham right. Lincoln saved everybody like it right. he- so it's always these small groups who somehow are in power or get to power mm-hmm. and decide
3: mm, we don't need to talk about that thing. Right. Mm-hmm. And it always ha- and their first target always seems to be history. Right. Right.
2: Right. They want to rewrite history. Mm.
3: And honestly, I didn't know much about the Lovings before I started to research this. I mean, I had heard about the Loving case and I remember thinking like, oh, that's uh, so coincidental or whatever that their their names are it was Lovings <laughs> right, and it's loving, you know right, interracial marriage you know <laughs> it's the 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 case that um allowed for interracial marriage or or took the ban off of it um but other than that I didn't know much about them or the the actual case itself um this this goes uh this is from Encyclopedia Virginia. And it refers back to uh, the power of the state. Over the years, the General Assembly steadily increased its punishment for interracial marriages in Virginia. In 1873, according to Encyclopedia Virginia, the General Assembly passed a law requiring the punishment for interracial marriage to be a year in jail and a $100 fine for the white person. It voted to fine any person officiating an interracial wedding $200. The law, uh, so, and the law stated that you had to Id- identify yourself by race when you were getting married. And the way it was defined, you were a white person, uh, if you had w- what they said, no mixture of blood other than one, uh one sixteenth or less Native American. And a black person was just could be uh defined as anyone with any black blood, as they said. Yeah, like the
2: one drop rule. Have you heard yes. of the one drop yeah. rule? Tell, yeah. Tell our but listeners about that.
3: the 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 one drop rule.
2: So it's essentially what you said: if any person who is found to have even one drop of black blood in their system, in their ancestry, is considered black. So mm-hmm. you are. It doesn't matter what you look like doesn't matter Mm -hmm. who your parents are. None of that matters. Mm -hmm. As long as you had one drop of black blood, you are considered black.
1: (laughs) What's crazy to me about this, just like rereading the the storyline of it all, you know, it happens in 19... 58 is when they are arrested which is so recent like we yes. just forget right. how recent that is right um and that the case didn't make its way into the supreme court until 1967 So for nine years, Mm -hmm. they're arrested, they are. They plead guilty, they are expelled from Virginia for 25 years, you know, they don't have to go to jail, but they can't live in Virginia with their family and like go and like Mm -hmm. start a family and then realize like they miss their family. Like this, it takes nine years for this to kind of make its way to the Supreme Court. And then in 1967, it finally gets overturned. And then as late as 2000, I think we read that like Alabama was the last state to actually like take these laws off their, but bo- they weren't enforcing it, but it was like still on the books. It's like, Oh, Oh my God. We're constantly <laughs> yeah. reminded. I, I, I don't know. It's like, <laughs> I'm 40 years old and uh, I feel like a lot of this happened in my life. And then I don't realize that how much happened directly before I was born. Like you think it was just like a million years ago. Right, yeah. Yeah, it happened yesterday. Yeah. It all happened right. yesterday.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah. 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 It, it was, it was like the blink of an eye and it's like, Oh, Oh, my mom was, around oh my sister was around. oh my god wait a minute wait what and people still have these points of view like you know the the people who who still feel like the mixing of races is an abomination those people still exist
1: yeah yeah
2: like and they're and they're comfortable with themselves oh yeah and they have friends and jobs and children
1: and to your point janora it's like Uh, we don't realize, like, you don't think about it because like you were just discussing about the people pulling things out of the history books. Like it's so watered down, Mm -hmm. you know, like Mm -hmm. you don't, the, the magnitude of these events aren't always kind of relayed to, I think us, or, or they're not like revisited. It's like, you kind of gloss over it. It's like, Mm -hmm. this is just a general quick history, you know, but we're mostly good. Everything's pretty great in America. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
3: Yeah. Like you're fine. Right. So then things are Okay. Well, yeah. I, 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 and the tool, I think, is this coded language, which is so dangerous, which makes me feel like I, perhaps we do put coded language up on the board.
1: Sure. Oh, yeah, I think good. there's somewhere in there that they were comparing, you know, like uh, the Virginia attorney who was defending Virginia was saying, like, you know, they comparing mixed yeah. race marriage to like polygamy yeah. and and like, uh, what else did they say? Incest.
3: Incest. Yeah.
1: Which is the same thing, like Jeez. when the whole gay marriage fight was happening, they were comparing it to like, well, what's to stop polygamy and like bestiality and like right. Oh, right. the mm-hmm. things that they compare it. It's like, oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. <laughs> what? Right.
2: Right. They have to go to the extremes because they know that it's absurd. They know. I, I have I, I have no doubt that people who are incredibly racist know at their core that it is idiocy Mm -hmm. and know at their core that it's foolish which is why they have to go to such extremes to get other people incensed about it Mm -hmm. because who really cares how does how does your relationship actually affect my relationship
1: yeah i feel like that speaks to what what you're saying kind of i i feel like uh, aside from racism is this idea of like uh, of white superiority right like they're Mm -hmm. they think Or white exceptionalism, you know, like, I don't know how we want to phrase it, but like this idea that like somehow white is the superior race and that needs to be somehow pure or protected. Protected. Right
3: white oh crystal is right. coming just in white hot supremacy with white supremacy over in the chats uh yeah we, let's just put white supremacy yeah yeah i think I didn't totally. even want to say it no oh oh <laughs> you're allowed to say that word here <laughs> when when in, in the in, in a bad context yes, <laughs> yes definitely only
0: angry angry eye.
3: yeah Uh, Let's put up uh, the local Virginia police and the judge that uh, saw the case uh, originally, Leon Bazile. And this is from Encyclopedia Virginia. On July 11th, the Commonwealth's attorney for Caroline County, Bernard Mahon, obtained warrants for the couple's arrest. After attempting to apprehend them several times during the day, Sheriff Garnett Brooks found the Lovings at home in the early morning hours a few days later. After knocking mm-hmm. on and, and then breaking through the door, Brooks and two deputies encountered the couple while they, while they were still in bed. Uh, it was four in the morning when this happened. Right. They asked Richard who was the woman he was sleeping with. Mildred Loving later told an interviewer that she said... I'm his wife, and the sheriff said, not here, you're not. The two were held briefly in the jail at nearby Bowling Green. Mildred Loving later told an interviewer uh, that one afternoon, this inmate had been, in, uh, been out on the outside working, and when the sheriff brought him back in, into the uh, jail, he said, I should let you go in here where, with her tonight. It scared me to death, said Mildred. Richard Loving was released after one night on a $1,000 bond. Several days later, his wife was delivered into the care of her father, Warren Jeter. So that was the, uh the they couldn't be living together while in Virginia. She had to be monitored by her father. And later, as we know, the judge pretty much said, we'll cancel your uh your your sentence after they pled guilty
1: mm-hmm.
3: he was like we'll cancel your sentence but you can't live here so they were exiled i mean
1: right this it, uh, <sighs> it kind of, I'm trying like relating to the very recent fight for uh, marriage equality. I mean, this idea that you can't, cause they went and got married in DC.
0: Yeah, That's where right. they got married. Yes. And then they went
1: back to Virginia because it wasn't legal in Virginia. And there was a time recently when, you know, LGBT couples had to go to certain States that it allowed it, but you wasn't recognized in another right. state. And the fear of being in your home and having some official, some law enforcement official or anyone telling you that, you are not like your marriage is not recognized and that you don't have the 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 privileges or the rights associated with that from state it's such like what a mess like why why first of all it's idiotic why would you not from state to state it's just like blatant you know uh, discrimination but like from a logistical point of view why would the united states ever want that to be the case Right. It's so complicated.
0: Right. It's the violence for me of like busting into their home while they're in their bed. Like they had like robbed a bank body and Clyde style. Right. Right.
3: Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: And having the grounds to do that because because of interracial marriage, we can bust down your door in the middle of the night.
2: Right. And question you in your home and and tell you you are not who you say you are because we don't choose to recognize who you say you are. Yes.
3: Really good point really good mm-hmm. point the fact that he said no you're not i'm his wife no not here you're not not
1: here you're not yeah that's right like what
2: it's horrifying it's still happening in different ways mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and i don't know i don't know what is going to be the catalyst to change that i mean th- in in so many ways whether it has to do with race like most things in america come down to race like, right we're going to yeah. like I, that's just America. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, you know, when you think about cannabis, it's like, yeah, these states are like, it's totally fine, guys. Just have your cannabis. And then, but you can't have your money in a bank because federally it's right. still illegal. But
1: like how- And you can't fly with it if you're you know, in a certain state. Yeah, it's so complicated. It's
2: insane. Yeah. It's insane. And I don't know. I understand wanting states to have states' rights and to be able to do certain things in their own way, but when it comes to things that truly affect the general population yeah it's foolish yeah,
1: yeah there are there are certain things that like to your point about states rights which i think are important because there are certain areas that you know like some states consider themselves to be safe havens for xyz depending on your your politics you you know those right. differ but like there are some things that's like it shouldn't uh individual like interpersonal relationships stuff like that who like who you are how you identify with your gender who you want to yeah. marry like whatever right. your race there's certain things that shouldn't differ depending on your geographical location
3: right uh, right now we have to put up uh slavery laws bigotry let's put that up yeah. on the board mm-hmm. and this is again from encyclopedia virginia the General Assembly passed its first law regulating interracial marriages in 1691. Although it did not ban such unions outright, the law required that the white partner leave Virginia within three months. A 1705 revision of slave laws included a provision that no longer required the white partner to leave. Instead, it levied a 10-pound fine and six months in prison, In 1848, the General Assembly increased that penalty to a maximum of 12 months in prison against just uh, for the white partner. The following year, the Assembly declared that all marriages between whites and African Americans were absolutely void. As we know, in 1873, the punishment for such marriage was established as a year in jail and a $100 fine for the white partner, $200 fine for the person who officiated the, the wedding. Half of the latter fine would benefit the person who alerted authorities to the crime
1: this mm-hmm. is this mm-hmm. is, well, is this a is happening very now.
3: important
1: yep. part. yes it's like a bounty hunters yes you're basic, it's the same thing that's happening now with uh people who are aiding and abetting people who are trying to get an abortion in certain yes. states right who are aiding and abetting people who are trying to you know get tra- care for trans you know trans care yeah right it's that's terrifying
3: terrifying
1: to give a financial incentive to someone to go, at, you know, like to,
3: for, to hate, you're yeah. you're you're right. you're giving money to to spread hate and to spy on your neighbor, mm-hmm.
2: to to lie, to put people's lives at risk mm-hmm. for a few dollars, Ugh. and the fact that people will do it yeah. for those few dollars because, well, I mean, currently we're in very desperate times financially, mm-hmm. and it's like. Oh no no no! no. You're doing something good for your community. You're helping us. Mm-hmm. You're saving someone. You're protecting someone. You're, and people people do despicable things for a, for a little bit of pocket change. I know. Yeah, people do terrible things.
1: Yes, I just feel like um, isn't it amazing <laughs> how like literal like you read like the constitution you read like the we're all entitled to like privacy and freedom and equal rights and it's like pretty straight cut and dry and people mm-hmm. will just twist themselves into all kind of knots to somehow <laughs> mm-hmm. convince themselves that except for this this and that right? yes like
3: yeah i'm glad you brought it up this is this is uh, literally exactly what you're saying uh this is from the associated press on June 12th, 1967, the U.S. Supreme Court was wrapping up final orders for the term. Among the cases before them comes Richard and Mildred Loving. The question posed by the Loving's plight was simple. Did Virginia's law violate the Equal Protection Clause of the 14th Amendment? The justice's unanimous conclusion also was simple. Yes, it does. And felled not only Virginia's law, but similar laws in 15 other states. Mm. So it it does go back to being very simple, but people will try to right. get away justify with
1: anything. Anything they're,
3: they they're... can. Um, right. Citing earlier decisions in racial cases, but not involving interracial marriage, Chief Justice Earl Warren said the Supreme Court consistently has repudiated distinctions between citizens solely because of their ancestry as being odious to a free people whose institutions are founded upon the doctrine of equality. The freedom to marry has long been recognized as one of the vital personal rights essential to the orderly pursuit of happiness of free man, which is say human, <laughs> a free mm-hmm. human. <laughs> um, but that was uh, what they stated at the time. Um, this is from Encyclopedia of Virginia, on behalf of the Commonwealth, Assistant Attorney General R.D. McElwain III argued that Virginia law did not violate the 14th Amendment and that even if it did, it would be legitimate on the grounds that it protected the state from this quote, sociological and psychological evils which attend interracial marriages. This is what you were talking about earlier, Clayton. In particular, McElwain cited academic research that suggested, quote, that intermarried families are subjected to much greater pressures and problems than those of intramarrieds, and that the state's prohibition of interracial marriage for this reason stands on the same footing as the prohibition of polygamous marriage or incestuous marriage or the prescription of minimum ages at which people may marry and the prevention of the marriage of people who are mentally incompetent. For the Lovings, Hirschkop, their lawyer, argued that Virginia law violated the 14th Amendment's promise of equal protections under the law by denying potential spouses and their children their civil rights simply because of race. These are slavery laws, pure and simple, he said, in reference to the Act to Preserve Racial Integrity. Right. Hirschkop noted that Virginia was not concerned with racial integrity of the black race only the white race. In fact, he noted non-white non-african americans could marry african americans without penalty.
2: Right. Thank God. For just people. don't just don't mix it and you're fine. It's fine. Mm-hmm. We're not even we're not even thinking about you people. We're just concerned about us people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everything else is fine. And it's funny that just, you know, making the statement that like we're trying to protect this you people you know right when people mix they get targeted mm-hmm, and life mm-hmm. is harder for them what didn't get said is because i am one of the people that chooses to make it harder for them right Me and my friends we don't like it so we're gonna mess with you guys mm-hmm. so we're just trying to save you yeah from mm-hmm. the difficulty that's going to exist that i am going to cause you right Incredible. it's insanity
3: yes
1: and how great and how simple, too, for him to, de- I mean, uh, from a legal standpoint, it's like, if you you, you can imagine him arguing that, and that was probably like a wow moment.
3: But, yeah. Right. Um, in this documentary, they interviewed the, the two lawyers who, by the way, were uh, two years, something like two or three years out of law school. So they were mm. so... Young, they were wow. like babies in their law law career, and wow. they were they took this case. They were working for the ACLU, and and suddenly were faced with the Supreme Court. And he in in the in the interview in the in the documentary, he says when when the uh, assistant attorney got up there and 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 pled their their case and started talking about uh, polygamy, he was like, shame on them because they knew that that argument was uh, didn't didn't have a chance right uh, but they mm-hmm. still tried because it, it, the, the way he put it was like he could have just said i'm not going to argue this case
1: mm-hmm. because
3: it's there, there there's nothing to argue here but mm. like you said chose to double down chose to try and con- do whatever it takes to convince with with these extreme uh arguments and, uh, and, and, and the, and the, the lawyer said, that's when I knew that I, I could win this case.
1: <laughs> mm. yeah,
2: yeah. When you, when you start going ridiculous and you're grasping at whatever you can and you're not bringing anything reality-based.
1: That's mm-hmm. a lot of like fear-mongering too. Yeah. Like hysteria. It's like, what, what are you even saying? Like, where's the research that it leads? I'd like to see that research. Mm-hmm. Right. You know. Like, right. Who's writing that paper and what, like, what is their agenda? Because... Well, that
3: was what the judge said. If you hear the audio taping, when he says that, he, he goes, "What, what is the research? You can't use that research." And he goes, "It's right. just research we have." <laughs> it's just oh, research. Okay. I, that was the response. I'm not even kidding. It was it was something? Really? It wasn't. It wasn't that actual those actual words. But it's like <laughs> it, it was something to the extent of like it's just the it's just research we know. It's like, right. the, like just trust. Me. Yeah, trust yeah. Me.
2: I I know what I'm talking about. And you know, like, like you said, Clayton, like, what show me the research. But a lot of people don't even ask, right. A lot of people, in general, don't ask questions. Mm. They just they they ride that hysteria wave. they mm-hmm. they go right with the fear, and they say, "Oh, well, that person was shouting about it, so they must be telling mm-hmm. the truth. Mm-hmm. That person got red in the face, so they must be telling the truth because why would you get that upset if it wasn't real? And they don't look any further than that.
3: Um, I, 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 we're almost running out of time. So I, I, before we finish up on the board, I, I want to put up a, a lack of humanity up on the board. Okay. Mm-hmm. This is from all things. All that's interesting. I wasn't in anything concerning civil rights. Uh, Mildred Loving later told an interviewer I was, well, we were trying to get back to Virginia. That was our goal to get back home. So She just they they just wanted to be with friends and family. They didn't want to be living in Washington, D.C. This is from BBC. Bernard S. Cohen represented the Loving couple in a lawsuit against the state of Virginia. Their name ensured it would be a landmark case. He told U.S. media, his most famous clients, Richard and Mildred Loving. In a 1992 interview with the Associated Press, Cohen said that while discussing legal strategy with his clients, Mr. Loving simply told him, quote, Mr. Cohen, tell the court I love my wife and it's and it is just unfair that I can't live with her in Virginia. (laughs) Cohen added, I knew it was going to be a landmark case. I knew it was going to the Supreme Court, and I definitely thought there was something serendipitous about the fact that this case would be called Loving v. The Commonwealth of Virginia because the couple had pleaded guilty to get it to the Supreme Court. Mr. Cohen and his partner, Philip Hirschkop, were forced to appeal the decision. Mm.
2: it's such a simple, simple, simple situation. Yeah. Of course you want to be surrounded by people you love. Of course you want to be surrounded by people who love you. Yeah. There's nothing complex. I know. Or groundbreaking about that. And it's not until someone else comes in and says, I don't like what you want. And so I'm going to do everything I can to make sure you can't have Mm -hmm. what you want, Mm -hmm. because then it might inspire other people to also like want what they want, and I don't like that because Mm. then that takes the power out of my hands somehow. So power prove to me, yeah.
1: And along those lines, it's like prove to me how us doing this is harmful to you. And if Mm -hmm. it's not, then leave us alone. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. I mean, because it is. Because hearing you talk to Nora, it's like there are there are situations where it's like I don't like what you want. I, I, I yes. don't, and when it comes to like gun laws, for example, yes. like, yeah. I I know that, and this is the big thing. But like, I don't like that people want access to certain types of weapons, like mm-hmm. unrestricted yeah. with no background yeah. check. And I can prove there's a ton of research to prove the societal harm that you having that does. Yes, and therefore it's okay. But I mean, that's very the fact that I'm comparing. no but but, it's necessary to to. yeah i'm I'm, it is like i guess my point is like we live in we are a society we are a community we share space we share you know like we do have to figure out how to get along but there is so much overstepping where it comes to um really personal stuff versus just like uh, i don't know how to
3: Well, people have a really hard time for some reason putting themselves in other people's shoes.
1: Yeah. Like having
3: empathy for some reason is very difficult for humans and Americans.
1: Yeah. Yes.
3: And it's such a, uh, again, we go back to calling it a very simple thing. You think about yourself, you put yourself in, in that situation, you think about what you would want.
1: And right.
3: you you say okay well yeah that makes a lot of sense you know the they should be allowed to to marry why wouldn't they
1: yeah why and, and it's they? that
3: it's that simple it's so simple um, and,
1: and going back to and then like the. I just want to say again, like the things that people are like, yeah, but that'll lead to, you know, like p- people are gonna start marrying animals. It's like, yeah, you no, are no, insane. no,
3: calm down, calm <laughs> you down. Are yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You are Yeah,
1: exactly. you're hysterical right now. Like, let's get this <laughs> person a glass of water. Because what? <laughs>
2: <Right>. <laughs> like have, we, have the colorism of it all.
1: Uh-huh.
0: It's, the it's the it's the skin pigment of it all that oh, makes yeah. us different. Oh if yeah. We Absolutely. Were the same skin pigment. Or we were the same, quote unquote, then we would be okay. But because we all have different skin pigments, that means we don't reserve we don't deserve the same rights. And that is why I think this case is so important yes. for people yes. who have like I'm black and native, right? My husband's white, but it's like you look at the situation and you're like, the fact that the skin pigment, the uh drop of blood, the mm-hmm. ancestry mm-hmm. makes such a hateful like stance that two people were exiled for 25 years, like that baffles me. And yeah. I know, like you said, it's only 56 years ago. Yeah. And
1: mm-hmm. we've decided to your point, Crystal, we've decided what that pigmentation means. You mm-hmm. know, like mm-hmm. we've decided collectively, you know, what, who or what that person is and their place in society.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, we've and- been taught it. We've been mm-hmm, exactly, mm-hmm, exactly.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We've yeah. been taught and I've, there are people who are trying to dismantle that and there are other people who really cling to it because there's a mm-hmm. hierarchy that they are fearful of losing their place whatever it is. It's all like get a grip.
3: <sighs> uh, seriously. You're yes. his, what did you say? You're hysterical.
1: Yeah, yeah. you're hysterical.
3: <laughs> I think sometimes we also forget that
2: so, you know, even after slavery, lynchings were a celebratory event mm-hmm. for families to mm-hmm. attend. <laughs> Jeez. Mm-hmm. And there were children there oh, and yeah. they would serve food at these events and they would send out postcards to these events. And like these children in these photographs are these people's parents right. and grandparents and some people's great grandparents. And I, I feel like we kind of as a society have been like, oh, that was so long ago because those were mm-hmm. black and white photos. Right. Yeah. But that really wasn't that long ago, That no, no. that was a celebratory event wow. that the whole community would look forward to. And so the idea that there are people who irrationally still believe that the races should be separate isn't that surprising yeah. because that is how they were raised. And a lot of people have a hard time considering that their elders were idiots
1: yeah.
2: or their elders were hateful. Mm -hmm. Or that, you know, they come from a bunch of jerks. Like, it's hard to just go like, oh, I guess, yeah, all my people were idiots. Wow. That's tough. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So you want to defend, 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 and you keep moving through. And it's like, no matter what evidence is presented to you, some people are just going to dig their heels in. And some of those people become judges and lawyers and police Mm -hmm. officers and, you know, cause trauma to multitudes.
3: Yeah.
1: We had slaves, we had slaves. We built this nation on yes. slaves and we are yep. constantly reckoning with that yes. ev- to this day. There is no way that we are, that is not somehow deeply in our, our history that we can, yes. like, we don't even realize, you know, the like oh, trauma yeah. that uh-huh. that is. Yeah. And people don't like, like to your point, our, people don't like admitting they were wrong or Mm-mm. that they're attached to something that's that gruesome. But they don't, it, don't like right. to talk earth.
3: about it because they feel uncomfortable. Yeah. and. Mm-hmm. It, it the other you know the other side. Any therapist will tell you, if there are things that you're feeling uncomfortable, those are the things you need to talk about.
1: Right? <laughs>
3: yeah. Let's go there. Right Let's go. Yeah. There. yeah, yeah, yeah. Any therapist uh, if, if, in the hands of the United States would be yeah. like, "Honey, we need to sit down and talk. Yes. <laughs> dig in. Let's unpack this. <laughs> yeah, we would not get away with that. Come on." Totally. Totally. Um so uh, unfortunately we're out of time. So let's take no! a let's take a quick break and, th- and then we're going to start knocking things off the board. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. h-e-l-p dot com slash alarmist.
1: Who is to blame for Loving v. Virginia? Is it racism, power of the states, coded legal language, white supremacy, local Virginia police, Judge Leon Bazile, bigotry and slavery laws, and a lack of humanity?
3: Now, just to clarify, we're blaming I mean, we're calling it "loving v. Virginia" because that's the we're talking about the, the Supreme case, Court case, right. obviously, but we're really blaming the the trying to figure out the blame on the ban uh, on interracial marriage.
2: Correct. Okay. Correct.
3: <laughs> Just to clarify. <laughs> um, and now.
1: I mean it's so easy.
3: It's pretty easy. Um <laughs>
1: <laughs> but let's stick to the
3: program and start knocking things off, right? I, right? I I feel like some of these can fold into one each other. Um uh, I mean lack of yeah. lack of humanity folds into racism, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um bigotry and slavery laws also Fold into racism
1: or yep. white supremacy. Yeah. White
3: supremacy, exactly.
1: I um, guess I,
3: I, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm leaning toward white supremacy here being a big, yeah, factor. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, the la- just like the language of it all, like it just yeah. really kind of points to this concept. Yeah. Really awful, disgusting concept. Yes. I think you can fold, you know, along those lines, like the judge and, and the police officers into either, you know, racism or white supremacy as well.
3: Yeah. Also the power of the state, right? But that also folds into white supremacy.
1: Mm hmm. But well, le- let's leave.
3: You know the, the, how they exercise that power, right? Right, what I right, should, right. Should specify. Well, but but actually, let's leave, it leave it that up? on because they might. That might be a, a good contingent for the big slap.
1: What about coded legal language? Roll we'll that into
2: power of the states
3: mm-hmm. yeah, and yeah. racism. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we're left with racism, power of the states, white supremacy. Um leaning towards sending white supremacy to the alarmist jail, yeah and slapping the power of the state is that what is that what we're how do we feel about this?
1: The power of the state's gonna be like it's a good it could be a good thing and a bad thing right like oh that's a good point it's the legislature <laughs> it's who's in the legislature like right, and from state to state that varies. You have gerrymandered legislatures, so there are people who are have like worked the maps that So that the minority is really kind of dictating for the majority because of these crazy maps. And that I would say is like a bad thing that is like the power of the Mm -hmm. States. But then there's also ones that are less so and are doing things that are directly to combat like really discriminatory laws in other States. Like, so that's a good, you know, like it's good that you can go to one state where it's like, okay, I know that they're not going to recognize your marriage here, but here we will like, you'll be safe here because we've passed laws to ensure that. So it's Mm -hmm. like, balance right
3: mm-hmm. so then I I agree with you so, so maybe then, you can
1: just retool it if you wanted to say that like it's like more like the
3: well here power here's what uh now I'm thinking and <laughs> this is a little different I think we can't we should send racism to the alarmist jail and we slap uh like uh, wh- what is the correct term here like the the America, the United States, like, fostering white supremacy. Oh, I like that. You know? Sure. I mean, because I mean, it, it stems, without racism, there's no white supremacy, right?
1: Right. Right. And white so it's su- almost like the embracement of that, like, concept. Yeah.
3: Yeah. And, and, and it just feels like as a country, we really, um, tr- like, ensured that they were able to organize themselves and, and, and continue to um, uh, spew these, you know, racist ideologies.
1: Well, it was, like, enshrined into our laws. Yes. Like, the racism yes. literally, like, somehow affected the way that we wrote. Mm -hmm. laws or or against certain people
2: yeah well because from the start the the founding fathers you know they had slaves yeah and Mm -hmm. so you kind of they're inextricably linked yeah Mm -hmm. the racism is there and so it's like well don't say that thing because then that might upset me a little bit Mm -hmm. because you know got a whole plantation over here so right. we have to make sure we're, we don't get too detailed and when we do it needs to be in the favor of all of us
3: mm.
1: so how did you phrase that rebecca Foster america's fostering of white supremacy is that what you yeah. said? yeah
3: i don't know if that's correct but that that's as close as i can get at the moment um and i can't wait to talk to a guest expert <laughs> about this, <laughs> um, they'll be like, "Oh, um, okay." I think. Uh, what do we feel? We 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 feel good about this for now. I like it.
1: I feel good about it.
3: Okay, America's fostering of white supremacy. You're getting the big slap. Racism. You're going to the alarmist jail. Not the first time racism has gone to the to the alarmist jail. Nope. Won't be the last either, Won't be the last. <laughs> and uh, they 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 keep escaping.
1: <laughs> I know, <laughs> terrible.
3: Um, but Denora, thank you so much for being with us today and really helping us discuss this landmark Supreme Court case.
2: I have had a wonderful time, and as someone who is in an interracial marriage myself. And who has two beautiful, incredible, brilliant babies with my husband, the lovings are an incredibly important couple mm-hmm. to me. And also just th- that they were and I keep coming back to this, they were regular people mm-hmm. who just loved each other and really didn't want to be bothered with all with all the BS.
3: Yeah.
1: Do you so celebrate you so Loving much. Day on? I heard, I've learned that in my research for this that there, there's that there's a. I think it's June twelfth that there's like a celebration day that some people will participate in, which I think is so charming.
2: We have, I want to say like once, but oh. we're we're just very busy people. Sure. But in my heart, I do.
1: In my <laughs> I heart, I celebrate yes. them every day.
2: Yeah.
3: Well, <laughs> this episode is—is is it coming out on Loving Day? Ooh, tell me it is.
1: Wouldn't oh, that be amazing? What? It's coming you...
3: out the day after. Oh, well, okay. It's just... But still, that's so close. Yes. So close. You can still celebrate. You know what? <laughs> Loving Day just got an extension. I'm calling it. Yay! <laughs> yes. I like that. I like that. So We all agree. Everyone uh, celebrate Loving Day. In the aftermath... Richard and Mildred Loving's 1958 felony conviction was overturned and Loving v. Virginia instantly became a landmark Supreme Court case. The outcome struck down state laws that banned interracial marriage across the United States. It is considered one of the most significant legal decisions of the civil rights era and credited towards dismantling Jim Crow race laws that still existed in the 16 states that enforced miscegenation. The Supreme Court's decision effectively landed a major blow to segregation and ended prohibitions on interracial marriage. However, some states were slow to alter their laws. The last state to officially accept the ruling was Alabama in 2000. Loving v. Virginia has paved the way for the evolution of marriage laws across the U.S the alarmist is now on patreon subscribe and get ad free content along with bonus episodes go to patreon.com slash the alarmist or check out the link in our show description visit our website and let us know who you think is to blame at www.thealarmistpodcast.com and follow us on instagram at the alarmist podcast and on twitter at AlarmistThe. you can also send us your thoughts via email to the at gmail.com. Today's episode was produced and engineered by Clayton Early and editing by Molly Hockey. Thank you to our associate producer and researcher, Crystal Dinsberg. The Alarmist is executive produced by Rebecca Delgado-Smith. Tune in next week. We'll be discussing The Death of Judy Garland.
2: Powered by ACAST.